From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei, the people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's hashtag Taiwan highlights and in the spotlight. But as always, we kick off today's program with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're just joining us now on our Facebook live stream, welcome. Today is Wednesday, the 12th of May. Otherwise, it's now the 13th if you're joining us on the radio. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me in a matching mask today, a nice bright orange mask, we've got Leslie there. Yeah, hello, John. It's... Might I say you're looking very <laughs> fine in that orange mask. Coming up next on the Leslie and John Hour, we'll be giving you a potpourri of stories about COVID, because that day that we all hoped would never arrive here in Taiwan has unfortunately arrived. We've got domestic cases after a long, successful uh, spree of months and months without any. It's back. Um, we'll be telling you about... A move to standardize alcohol wipes. That's a bit strange. I didn't know there were non-standard wipes. Uh, also, don't panic. Do not panic, I repeat. We've got enough face masks to go around. And the extreme, I guess, or probably reasonable, actually, measures that New Taipei City, the city where I live, is taking to combat the current outbreak of COVID. All that coming up next. Please stick around. First of all, though, get this, you're now going to have to fill out a bit of paperwork if you want to go to McDonald's or a whole bunch of other places, actually. Yeah, so um, this new story, well, like John said, right, we are seeing this kind of domestic outbreak of COVID infections. And today, um, the Central Epidemic Command Center announced 16, which is... A record, a I record think, for Taiwan. Breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 16. I mean, if you're anywhere else in the world, you might think, well, wow, 16, that's... Mm, that's nothing <laughs> double digits right well what's scary is that a number of these cases they're not with a number of these cases they're not sure how the people got infected how they got sick yeah. where it came from yeah it's um, totally a mystery but i so. just i just can't imagine um like health authorities in other countries with like 2,000, 3,000 cases every day. They have a handle on where these cases are kind of breaking out. Well, we're going to shut this down. Yeah, we're going to shut this down. You know. Um, so what happens is, you know, in the past, you, you go to a place during pandemic and they ask you to fill out your personal information so they know who was where at what time and right. how to get a hold of you if something does happen at the venue you're at. I'm not saying like something happens as in like, a stampede or anything i'm just saying if the virus makes it yeah, there yeah no they know who was there that day everyone's accounted for this usually happens at like entertainment venues concerts uh your karaoke bars your museums uh tourist venues and things like that but what if you want like a quick bite to eat or if you want to go furniture shopping or if mm. you need a coffee fix you're gonna have to wait for that hamburger you're gonna have to wait a little longer for the hamburger now because um in taiwan mcdonald's ikea and starbucks they have now 
um, implemented contact tracing. So what that means is before you enter the store, you're going to have to fill out an online form. I hope the IKEA form isn't as confusing as their assembly instructions. Oh yeah, you you you, you have to like learn to uh... very strange uh, drawings of a, of a of a kind of stick blobby stick figure guy. Yeah, you have to impl you have to uh, um, uh, construct your own form before right. you get to fill it out. Mm. That's very possible. That might be part of the whole uh, shtick. But yeah, this is just another way. They just say this is, it's not going to take a long time. Most of them use a Google form. And again, these places are in, um, they, these places have like uh, QR codes. Right. So you just take out your phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. scan the QR code, you fill in. It's always basic information the like your name and your phone number. I can't imagine them asking you more for much more than that. Your favorite color. Your favorite color, you know, just in the case. General things that you ask. Security questions, John. Uh, your mother's maiden name, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I actually had uh, my name was put in twice in two different places yesterday. So they've been doing this for a while. I'm just surprised that like major fast food restaurants are getting in on the joint because I like you said, it's mostly been sort of public venues, yeah. but not like, you know, I mean I mean, next, what are they going to do next? Like the your local neighborhood convenience store? Oh, that'd be that'd be something, wouldn't it? Like I think they should just have you know a, a issue like the old name tags. Hello, <laughs> Hello my, my name, name is, is and they just have a barcode code on there, yeah, so that you, you can save everyone the hassle. That'd be very interesting. It does take a little while. It just it's just I can't imagine just like you're already especially Starbucks. It's the morning. There's a line. You're already in a rush because you know you woke, you you hit the snooze button a few oh, too many times. The worst thing though would be. If you're like one of many people that I know, not myself, okay, whose main use of Starbucks is for their bathrooms and it's an emergency. And they're like, oh, no, dear. no, no, you need to fill in these. Yeah, forms you need to first. fill in the form. <laughs> oh dear, it's like I'm already having an emergency of one type. Do I really need to fill in this one? Uh, yeah. So I mean, IKEA maybe it's a little more leisurely. McDonald's, the fast food, is not quite fast. I'm like, hey. You know, fast food, but you got to well, fill out this form first. You know what? It's for our own good. It so is for our own I won't good. Complain. Um, most of these places are gonna re re implement, or they're gonna be monitoring uh, social distancing a little more. Uh, of of course, hand disinfectant, and then you got to make sure that you wear a mask anytime you go in. But this is all good. I mean, this is this is you got to remember, John. Like this was our life maybe a year ago when we were still trying to get this whole thing under control, and we did it. We did do now it. Now we have to do it all over again. Yes, we're back to square one. Days but... without domestic COVID cases. Rip that back. Put the zero on there. That's right. All right. I, I'm going to skip ahead to this story about New Taipei because I actually live there and I'm kind of concerned when you said New Taipei is implementing yeah. some very uh, sharp new measures. Um. So... New Taipei City, it's it operates in such close proximity to Taipei City, right? And the lives and the livelihoods of people in the two cities are so closely tied. Like you said, you live in New Taipei City yeah. and then you work in Taipei. So any shift in New Taipei will inevitably affect someone who works or lives in Taipei City just because life between the two are so closely intertwined. Right. Um, but one of the people who, who have been very... He's taken this pandemic very seriously since day one. Is a Taipei Mayor Hoyoi. A new Taipei Mayor. Or new Taipei, sorry. New Taipei Mayor Hoyoi. This guy doesn't mess around. Um, so as soon as today the Central Epidemic Command Center announced that there were 16 domestic cases, Hoyoi was just like, all right, no time to mess around. So he announced that all activities and sports centers, libraries, internet cafes, and nightlife venues within uh, new Taipei city limits 
uh, closed immediately. They wow. they remain closed until June 18th, and um, yeah, he said. And then they said uh, again they're canceling uh, gatherings of more than 500 people outside. In- indoor events are limited to 100 people, and. He says, places of entertainment, they're going to be subject to thorough checks. Entertain yourself. Yeah, entertain yourself. <laughs> because he says, That's if it. any violations are found, any violations, they will be shut down, the mayor warned. And I'm not doing him justice because if you saw the uh, the press conference he held, and he used to be a cop. So he, oh, really? He has, I, yeah, I did not know that. He has he has a no, you know, no-nonsense kind of demeanor when it comes to these kinds of things. And he was just like, if you step out of line... I'm going to show you, you know, mm. that line is not to be crossed. So I am not to be trifled with. You said it's June 18th? Uh, June 8th, sorry, 8th. June 8th. 8th. And June 8th is kind About of like two this, weeks from now? Yeah, this time frame that the government says, uh, if we can pass June 8th, uh, that's going to be the crucial date to see if we can get this under control or whether or not, and if, it's get, if it gets worse, that's going to see, it's like, we'll probably see that date push back. Fortunately, my gym is in Taipei, so I can just cross the river. And... Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good enough. Uh, uh, how, how far is it off? That's uh, Well, it's the metro ride. It's not close, very close, but that's a, an advantage in this case. I guess I, can, I guess I can still go. You just have to wear a mask. Yeah, right? that's fine, but I don't know. He <clears throat> says uh, libraries are gone, internet cafes, nightlife venues within the city. What dictates light nightlife venue? You know what I'm saying? In New Taipei, it's kind of... We don't really have a big party scene. We don't have a great... Everyone goes across the river to Taipei for that. I guess so. Um, those sports centers, all those activities in sports centers, I know they can get busy, though. Yeah. Like, um, the grandpas and grandmas, they love going there mm-hmm. and spending their day. They I mean, sure libraries do. as well. Internet cafes. I couldn't imagine internet cafes being much of a risk because you are already think, partitioned off. Well, I think what they're talking about when they say that may, that may include those sorts of uh, centers where... These uh, guys gather and these young guys and, and play like I don't even know what they're called Fortnite or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. one of those one of those uh, gamer those, those centers games. with the, like ex- super high fast speed processors. Um, but I ought to mention that New Taipei actually was connected today. Of uh, t- t- there was just this one case where there was I guess there was a super spreader. Um, one guy who was infected who was found to be confirmed with COVID nineteen. He attended a dinner. And he infected 10 people at that dinner. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so, th- so like that was in New Taipei City Limits. So when Hoyo, he was just like, oh, okay. Um, where, where was this in New Taipei? This was in Luzol. Okay. That's way, way from yeah, that's, Okay. That's, that's fine. So New Taipei City is huge is what, I, what we got to say. It's like, a, it's like a, um, if you picture a donut, a the hole in the center is Taipei City. Mm, we, and the whole. With the ring around. The <laughs> ring around it is delicious. Mm. Um. Yeah, so that's what's going on in New Taipei City. Uh, just, uh, I guess I'll just have to entertain myself till June 8th. Okay, you have a bunny. That shouldn't be too oh, hard. That's true. He is entertaining. He is entertaining. <laughs> um, you can't eat or drink on public transportation either. You couldn't so. do that before anyway, though. That's true, actually. You're right. That's that's not new. Okay. Well, it's not as draconian as you... As you, you scared me when you were like, there's going to be new rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean... I mean, you, you get nervous, but it's, it's going to be okay. all right. It's nothing we're not used to okay. already. <laughs> And if you if you run out of masks, don't worry. There's more where that came from. At least if you're in Taiwan, we've been told, please do not rush on the masks like we did last year because this time we're prepared and there are enough. Well, John, like you, not to really kind of pin you as a hipster, but you've been wearing masks since before the pandemic. 
I keep my germs to yeah, myself. You are a, you are a trendsetter in that regard. Where did you get your uh, your masks before that? Did you know like pre-pandemic? Um, um just I think Costco probably. Oh, is that right? Did Costco really sell them? They yeah, that they do. They still do. I didn't realize that. Um so for like if so for come some context, actually now because they're in such abundance face masks, the pharmacy behind my house their, 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 their entire like storefront is all masks. I saw a mask pop-up shop. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, and then you and get like special design. Right, of masks. Right, right. They're not just ordinary masks. Um, like, they're, like... Yeah, so like the people are looking for different colors. Like you and I have orange today. That's thanks to Leslie because mine broke. Yeah, I have. Uh, they're very flimsy sometimes. Yeah, they are like very that. flimsy. They need to make these these connections a bit stronger. Let's give them a little story. It's just like I heard John was just looking for a stapler at work, and I was like, oh, he's got to staple some documents. He's got a stapler over here. It's like, no, I need to staple my mask back together. To fix it. And I was like, buddy boy, you don't need to <laughs> staple your mask back together. I got a whole box right here. And the only reason we have such an abundance of masks is because the government started rationing them at the beginning of this outbreak because they were going to play a vital role. I I imported hundreds of them from Cambodia in my luggage. Oh, and you, okay. I was like, did you get them shipped from Cambodia? No, 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 no. no, no. no. You went to Cambodia. They had extras and it hadn't, it hadn't gotten there yet. The pandemic had just started. It was the bright blue ones, right? Right, right. I remember. We don't have them at home. And someone said, I can hook you up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hook you up. Um, so what happened was the Ministry of Economic Affairs on his Facebook page, they're saying, okay, now that this is breaking out again, there's there might be a panic run on the stores as there was before. Uh, but he says, you know what? You don't, there's no need to do that because the current face mask inventory tops 800 million units. I could still probably go through that. You could probably find a way to go through that. (laughs) I I could still. Um, They say daily production is at about 18.3 million units every day. So that's how many masks. And Taiwan has a population of 24 million. Yeah, that's enough So we're covering about 75% of our population every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, a max, they they have a maximum daily capacity of 40 40 million units. So we could ramp it up. So we could ramp it up even more. Ratchet up the the belt. And the Ministry of Economic Affairs says that there's sufficient supplies to cope with the rising number of indigenous COVID-19 cases. Um, and Sun Tzu-Zong was, you know, the health minister has been through a lot. And he actually admitted that there was community transmission of COVID-19. And that word has always been kind of like a taboo during this time because co- uh, community transmission, he's always been trying to like stay away from saying the words well, community transmission. If it's there, it's there. There's no use. Like you can't, you know. That's right, and then um, he if said, you're a it, "Health official, that's that's no position to start like sugarcoating things." Yeah, so he says, um, "So, so the, the the Ministry of Economic Affairs is like, okay, nobody panic." And uh, the things that one of the things that goes hand in hand with face masks is sanitizing alcohol, and oh. there's and the Ministry of Economic Affairs also assures us that there are sufficient supplies. Daily production has hit more than forty thousand bottles in Taiwan. Would you go through oh. that, John? Uh, likely, likely. Um, Actually, the security guard here told me don't drink it. He must think that I'm like, because I, I go through it, I spray everything. <laughs> He's asking, he's telling you not to drink He's it? He's like, did you, did you drink that? No, like, like I can attest. Because I came like a few days before, I was like, we're out. <laughs> I can attest that John does go, that John disinfects everything. He's a, he's a real clean guy. There's no, yeah. there's no, well, there probably still are, but you know. Does There's I mean, fewer germs than there were earlier yeah. on these surfaces. So um, in that regard, Taiwan is, uh, they say we have good, we have enough face masks and we have enough rubbing alcohol. Let's take a look at some of the comments that are coming in okay. really quickly before we move on. We got uh, 
Aslan J, Chris Copper, and we have Jendalari. Hello, Jendalari. Ralph Hassan Mehdi says hello. Um, Kota Kinabalu, Sabah, East Malaysia. Stay safe. Douglas North, Howdy, Leslie, and John. Uh, Jendalari says, one of the things Washington State has is an app called Washington Notify. It uses your phone's Bluetooth to keep track of you if you've been near other people with the app. You can tell if you've been infected or not, and it will notify you came across you were infected and that were, you were in contact that with that person. That seems a bit Orwellian to me. I that don't know. Little... I don't even like turning my Bluetooth on. <laughs> you, don't, you don't turn on your Bluetooth? It's, I'm a Luddite. Oh, what wow. can I say? Uh... Jason Stevens says, hey, Leslie, I hear you're offering a free chauffeur service. If I come back to Taiwan, I'm taking you up on that. That wasn't a hashtag Taiwan. Oh, I missed that. Remember when The Economist called Taiwan the most dangerous place in the world? Yeah. And I was like, Taiwan's not that dangerous. If you're that scared, I will come pick you up in the airport myself. But I did remember to say that hanging out with me is probably more dangerous than not hanging out with me. Is it? I I, I think so. Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a man full of shenanigans. Well, we're yeah, we we have a, had our share of antics. Yeah. That's true. But uh, um, anything else? Jason Stevens says, "Stay strong. Don't buy too much toilet paper." Has there been a run on toilet papers? Not yet. I'm Not sure that's yet. next. Hey, they didn't mention that. You know what? That what has me worried. Uh, the the toilet paper. They didn't mention toilet paper stocks. Oh, John, John. Gendalari, <laughs> uh, careful what you admit on worldwide radio. What do we? What, what do, do we, we admit? I'm not sure. I don't know what we do. Jen Delari, let us know. Jason Stevens, a bottle of vodka and a bidet, you'll be fine. J- Douglas North says, our gin distillery started making hand sanitizer. The one near my uh, hometown did as well. Yeah, because that, that I needed that. There you go. G- gin gin hand sanitizer? It, well, they didn't. No, no, no. They just have the stills, the oh. equipment that they can just use to make any kind of oh, That's fascinating. Alcohol. Yeah. Any, um, yeah, the stilled stuff. Um, speaking of alcohol and alcohol wipes uh apparently we need to standardize our alcohol wipes yeah can you believe that um i didn't know there were non-standard alcohol wipes a foundation calls on for standards on alcohol wipes and here we've been this whole wiping time away wiping away using non-standardized alcohol Have we been duped? wipes i feel like i've been cheated john uh, the consumers foundation on monday called on the government to set standards for alcohol wipes sold in the nation as only five of the 17 brands of, of wipes it tested met the recommended alcohol concentration needed to wipe out bacteria. So that's, they're basically useless. If they yeah. don't kill anything, because they can't kill viruses. Alcohol doesn't do that. But bacteria, this, they should be able to take care of. I, I, yeah, and only five of the 17 are, were doing the job that it was d- so designed we've been, to do. we've been wasting our money on... On Not wet, a substandard, yeah, a moist towelettes. Substandard <laughs> non-bacteria killing alcohol wipes. They're refreshing, I will admit. I but... guess so. Um, products such as alcohol wipes have seen a surge in popularity, of course, thanks to the pandemic. But consumers have expressed their doubts that to the foundation that the wipes actually kill bacteria. How does someone express? Their doubts about like it's not like you can Maybe, see well, they alcohol have, wipes killing bacteria. They can like have a petri dish and oh. it, like a control and a sample like a, like a very and... well equipped watch watchdog consumer yeah i'm sure that they have organizations that do these things yeah um so the so the foundation secretary general he said it's time to standardize alcohol wipes he says to investigate the issue the foundation round randomly purchased 17 brand of wipes that contain alcohol sold at supermarkets pharmacies and websites in october of last year this was like six, seven months ago, and they tested the alcohol levels, and they found the of only five products met seventy to seventy-eight percent alcohol concentration needed to kill ninety-nine percent of bacteria. 
So I guess what? We're, we're advised to use 75% alcohol. Is that the, the, the rule? Yeah, that's I the rule. I don't know what we have over in here. I believe we have 75% because this little thing. at the beginning of the pandemic, I was to- I was using 95% because my my level my line of thinking was just, oh, I'm going to use 95 because that's it's closer fantastic. to 100%. 100% is the best, right? Yeah. And then um, I think on one of the Taiwan Explains, they were just like, not the case. 75 is the best, apparently. Why? Is it like 75 mixed with water? Yeah, it's uh, 95 mixed with water. Well, why, why is that? Why is that better? Something about osmosis and Ooh. the time, the concentration. Now you're getting times. all medical. Yeah. Um, three of the product had alcohol concentrations of 60 to 69%, while the remaining nine had less than 50% concentrations of alcohol. At that point, you might as well, yeah, you might as well just use some gin. And... That's not even called alcohol wipes anymore. Those must be just wet wipes. <laughs> like I said, a moist towelette. However, the manufacturers cannot be fined because the government has not set a standard for alcohol concentration wipes. Well, can uh, you believe that? Well, at least they they found it out. The pandemic is the good is a good time to have something like I that. I guess so, but uh, I, I I don't know. That that seems like something almost rudimentary to me. Like that that that's something that, that skimping on been. alcohol. Yeah, I don't know. I when you said that they should standardize it, I thought you meant like they would be having like oh my. My wipes are in are, are are made according to the German purity law. Like you know. apparently not even that, right? It's not even that. It's just um I use IPA wipes. They're, they're not even using enough alcohol to, uh, to, to 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 you know have have things wipe out. Oh well. I you know, the other thing you can do is buy a viral spray, antiviral spray, mm. which they do sell here. I'm worried now that that doesn't work either. Oh, now you got me thinking. What is the what's the difference between antiviral spray? Um, I don't know, but it says that it can kill like the stomach flu bugs and a bunch of other stuff if you spray it on surfaces. Is that right? That's what they claim. It's different think... from alcohol. No, it's not alcohol. That doesn't kill viruses. I don't know what's in it. It's some kind of like extract of some kind of a seed. Is it a oh? I can't remember what is it what it's called. Because I but... know um one of our studios they use like. I, uh, silver ions or something like some something kind of... of that nature too. Uh, I have it's no mixed, idea. It's a he's... cocktail of things. I was asking the Taiwan Insider director Taco, and he's just like, "Taco, do we have any alcohol?" He's like, "I got something better." Takes out this like yellowish fluid. He's just like, "This is like silver ions." I was like, "What does that do?" He's like, "It disinfects." I was like, "Silver?" I was like, "Don't you wear silver?" I guess it disinfects too. Who knows? Elements can do more than one thing. I don't know. Um, I guess we're just going to have to hunker down for the next at least two weeks, entertain ourselves since everything's going to be shutting down, I guess. Anybody listening in, I mean, we've... I know, you've been through it already. I'm sorry. We're We're sorry. We've been lucky, but somebody somewhere messed up and now we're all paying for it. Yeah, and not only that, but there's like two chains of infections that they can't connect to like any other infection so they're just like where is this coming from i don't know it's scary stuff man but as i always say the only fever i intend to get is disco fever disco fever are you gonna try to bring it back that's uh that's the only fever i plan to get so uh actually our colleague stash has been vaccinated well partially he got his first dose he did get his. i don't know how he managed to do that oh um but um some of the good news is uh is actually the the vaccination the vaccination rollout in taiwan wasn't going too well and then with low what's going on now all the vaccinations have been booked Ooh. like all the way until I guess all, all of them have been booked. Like the self pay ones, right? There's yeah. 20,000 self pay ones. All those have been booked. And then, um, earlier this week, they opened up the criteria to seniors, anybody over 65, those have been all been booked. Right. So it looks like 
vaccine people rollout. People are getting vaccinated. People are getting vaccinated. That's always a good we thing. We just need more vaccine now. Yeah. So they can all get a little a little jab. Any more comments? Uh, yeah. Jen Delari says, Disco fever is so incredibly contagious. I know. You better watch out. Uh, Douglas North says, Best wishes, y'all. Hunker down and stay We're hunkering strong. down. We're hunkering down. Oh, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Leslie Liao. Don't go anywhere just yet, because coming up next, it's highlights, hashtag Taiwan, and in the spotlight. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether it's on social media or if it's a popular news story that, you know, netizens have taken a liking to. This week, though, we're going to be taking a look at the London-based publication The Economist because uh, maybe a little more than a week ago, they came out with an edition of their publication with the headline that said, Taiwan is the most dangerous place on earth. Now, if you've ever been to Taiwan, I don't know if you have been to Taiwan, but we found, we in Taiwan found this title to be a little baffling. And um, it's not just me, a lot of people online did as well. And they thought that, you know, that's kind of unfair calling Taiwan a dangerous place. And um, I'm gonna delve into why we thought we didn't deserve this title in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. That's coming up right here, right now. I want to start off by saying that I am perfectly safe. I'm a-okay, no problems, 100% fine. Now, you're probably wondering why I feel the need to reassure you of my well-being. Well, that's because last week, The Economist called Taiwan the most dangerous place on Earth. What did Taiwan do to earn that accolade? Well, it's all stuff we've heard before. China claims Taiwan is part of its territory. Taiwan says otherwise. The U.S. kind of says otherwise. China says it will take over Taiwan by force if it has to. The U.S. says it will maybe help Taiwan if that happens. The article says that escalating tensions between Taiwan and China are like sitting on a powder keg. But for those of us who live in Taiwan, the label the most dangerous place on earth seems a little unfair. You're talking about a place with Hello Kitty themed trains. You're talking about a place where a man lost his heirloom watch and found it undisturbed on the side of the street 15 hours later. You're talking about a place where police cars carry teddy bears to comfort children. You're talking about a place where rainbows fall on our tallest landmark. So when people in Taiwan saw this headline, a lot of us went, um, excuse me. First of all, I don't want to discount the potential danger in the region, but the danger itself is not coming from Taiwan. 
Second of all, calling Taiwan the most dangerous place on Earth takes attention away from dire situations in nearby places like India and Myanmar. In response to The Economist article, Alex Tichy says, Sure, the threat of a conflict here is very serious, but people in Taiwan are living a very peaceful existence with low crime, great health care, functioning government, and no COVID. It's not the most dangerous place on Earth. Jenny Lee tweets, Well, they're not wrong. My friends who visit Taiwan from abroad often gain a couple of pounds before leaving. Quite dangerous, I must say, if you are on a diet. It's worth fighting over good food. The article prompted a campaign where people shared photos depicting nature, friendship, and life in Taiwan to poke fun at the title. One of my favorites is from Gwen Wong Reeves. She tweeted this picture with the caption, You can buy cat-shaped toast in the most dangerous place in the world, Taiwan. I need to find out where I can get that toast. Even Andrew Ryan got in on the fun by posting this dangerous move by a local toddler. I mean, I'd probably let her pinch my nose too. Just look at that face. What I'm saying is, Taiwan is not that dangerous. Come see for yourself after this whole COVID-19 thing has blown over. And if you still have your reservations, I'll come pick you up from the airport myself. Though I have to say, hanging out with me is probably more dangerous than not hanging out with me. And that was this week's Hashtag Taiwan. What do you think? Does Taiwan really deserve the title of most dangerous place on Earth? I don't know if you could hear it, but I certainly don't think so. Anyway, Hashtag Taiwan is part of a weekly news magazine by Radio Taiwan International called Taiwan Insider. You can find our weekly wrap-up of the biggest news stories in Taiwan online in a video format on either our Facebook pages or our YouTube channel. Our Facebook page is Taiwan Insider, or you go to our YouTube channel, RTI English. Check it out. We've got a lot of news features on those websites, and we also got other special programs, extended interviews, the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, if you're there and you like what we're doing, leave us a like, leave us a comment, or send us a message because I'm the one who looks at those uh, inboxes. Anyway, that's about all the time we have this week. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again very soon. Peace out, y'all. This is Highlights, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. A recent prediction by the CIA, yes, the American CIA, says that this year the fertility rate here in Taiwan will be the lowest in the world. Right, that's 1.07 babies per woman, the lowest in the world. Now, if Taiwan wants to raise the birth rate, I think they should get to know the kind of challenges that mothers face, right? Oh, absolutely. Now, one local job bank recently surveyed working moms here in Taiwan to find out about their challenges, and here's what they found. This mother says she's taking leave from work to take care of her three children. It'd be more expensive to send them to daycare. A recent survey shows that nearly 90% of moms in Taiwan say they're unable to balance work and family. Yes, one 23 Job Bank spokesperson, Yang Zhongbing, says 78% of moms have thought of staying at home. So why are moms in the workforce? The survey found that 81% want to help the household income. 77% want their own income. 59% don't want to be isolated. And 32% enjoy the sense of achievement they have in their careers. 
Most working moms feel a tremendous struggle between their careers and motherhood. Young said 32% of moms in Taiwan said if they could do it all again, they probably wouldn't have children. But 68% said they would. It's not easy being a mom. As Mother's Day is coming up, make sure to let your mother know how much she means to you. Now, I was really surprised to hear that nearly a third of moms would choose not to have kids if they could do it all over again. Were you surprised by that? Um, I was kind of surprised because I don't have that sentiment. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I can understand um, where some of them may be coming from. Imagine, Andrew, taking on not a full-time job, but a 24-hour job. Oh. In addition to what you're doing right now. Yeah, that's a lot. Would it be overwhelming? Of course. So um, <laughs> that's how a lot of women feel. I know some women feel they're not doing a good job as mm. a mother, and they can't handle everything. Mm. So um, I think that, you know, Taiwan should try to make um, work and life and childcare easier for moms if they want them to have more babies. Mm, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Now, recently you talked about, uh, uh, I guess you talked with some women about That's the challenges right. they face. Yeah? That's right. Some working, um, most of them working moms in Taiwan shared with me what challenges they face. The teenage years. <laughs> I think and also worrying about, you know, if they are influenced badly or, you know, if they, you know, just, just the worry, I guess. Refereeing my kids bickering. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. And uh, I'm really honored today to be speaking with Doris Wong, who is from Hong Kong. But um, she's just moved here last year to Taiwan. She's a film director. And in fact, she's just about to release her first feature called New Turn, which is going to be released on May 14th to be exact. So go check out that movie. But um, let's meet Doris. Hi, Doris. Hi, Shirley. <laughs> yes, good to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to, to meet you. I mean, having, you know, lived in Hong Kong before myself. But um, I mean, we're just going to go right into it. Okay. okay. Just, you know, why this movie? Why called New Turn? You know, what's the inspiration? And um, maybe you have to give a little bit of your background why you're into film because this wasn't something you studied before. It's a lot of questions. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm I'm in love with movie. Uh, ever since I I was in university, and I studied uh, comparative literature in a University of Hong Kong, and there are some courses like film studies and. Um, that's how I fell in love with movies. And then I started working after I graduated. Uh, for, and then I worked for three years and then realized that I still really love movies. And then I went back to graduate school and studied uh, uh, film production. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I studied for a uh, Master of uh, Fine Arts. And then uh, after I graduated, I uh, I started working in a film company, a film production company. And then, yeah, that's how I started, you know, working in the film industry. And then... Um, Why do you think you're so into movies? I mean, ever since you were little, you just loved and just enjoy watching movies all the time? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I really like uh, watching movies in the theater or actually uh, I watch a lot of movies at home as well. Uh, when the TV shows, movies, I just 
couldn't move, couldn't couldn't leave the TV, and then I just kept watching and watching, and I uh, really enjoyed the stories. And actually, I think even when I was young, I think I learned a lot of stuff. I don't know, like different experiences. Um, yeah, really enjoyed. Uh, you know, seeing the characters, experiencing their lives, and um, yeah, yeah. Are, are your parents movie goers too? Yeah, yeah, sort of like uh, they, you know, brought me to the movie theater when the I time, was yeah. young, yeah. like yeah. watching <laughs> Stephen Chow movies. Oh, <laughs> yes, um, the a Hong Kong um, movie star. Yeah, who's who's more a comedian? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, very famous comedian. I know, like a lot of Taiwanese love like Stephen him. Chow as well, <laughs> including my son, you know, who studies film, and yeah, he he does like his his uh, his works too. So the first three years of job that you worked at had nothing to do with movies, right? The very uh, first three years after uh, graduating, not really. But one of the one of the jobs uh, was uh, in a, in an advertising agency. Uh-huh. So it's it's not film, but um, still sort of related. But not in the end, I found out it's. Completely different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like my son, he loves watching movies, but he's really, really into acting. But you're not into acting. You're more into the, the backside, the backstage, all the you know, all the making of the movies. Mm-hmm. When you watch a movie, how do you actually watch the movie? I mean, some people watch the movie to see the, you know, the, um, I don't know, the special effects. Mm-hmm. Other people watch the movie to see how this person acts and whether he's a good actor or not. But you, you know, when you watch movies, what, what, do you, what do you focus on? What is it you enjoy doing when you watch a movie? I like the um, story. Okay. Yeah. Like what kind of story the movie it's about? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what kind of, con- or even a concept? Um, uh, the movie is trying to, you know, convey uh, what kind of message the movie wants the uh, or, or wants his audience to 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 ner- to learn. Yeah, even the ideology. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Like, yeah, like something, yeah. some something like the concept. Uh, okay. uh, what kind of concept the movie wants to uh, convey? Mm. Wants to. Uh, yeah, the and the mess. I think the message is more important. It's mm. very important. Like uh, one of the one of my favorite movie is Flight Club. Really, and I think the concept uh, it's really crazy. And uh, at that time, I really I'm really interested in studying consumerism. Okay, and okay. Uh, Flight Club talks a lot about consumerism, how oh. the society. Hmm. Uh, becomes now and so I was crazily in love with that movie <laughs> oh that's very interesting I, I would never thought you as a woman would enjoy you know a movie like Fight Club but um, but you do okay but I feel I mean this is totally a personal feeling directing is very hard it's probably I don't know it might be the hardest part in making in the making of a movie mm-hmm. what do you think uh, probably there are other harder parts like i think uh cinematography is hard too like Uh because it's uh physically demanding you know uh but directing is (laughs) it's i think it's mentally demanding (laughs) 
I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's everything because you kind of put everything together. That that's what I think. A d- director job, director's job is to put everything get put everything together, and at the same time, you have to make sure that everybody works with each other. Yeah, you know, works happily with each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it won't happen actually. <laughs> It, it, you say it's not easy, right? It's not easy to make everyone happy. No, yeah, it, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Wow, this is really amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about New Turn. Okay. What's the idea behind this movie? Um, the movie is um uh actually it's a road trip movie. Um, uh, what what does that mean? Can you explain? I, assuming that I'm really don't know. I I love watching movies. See, <laughs> but I don't know much about. You know some of the concepts or the differences between the different kind of movies. Uh-huh. So, what is a road movie? Uh, a road movie is um, about the journey of uh-huh. going on a road trip. Yeah, so it's always uh. about personal development. Oh, yeah, something okay. uh, like the characters always have their own problems uh, in their lives, uh-huh. and then they have to go on this journey. Uh, for different reasons, and then uh, during this journey, they have to rediscover themselves, mm. um, solve some of their problems, uh-huh. and have like a new turn <laughs> in their life. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the oh. name of our movie as okay. well. Yeah. Well, the storyline apparently is about someone who uh, is from Hong Kong. Yeah, and um, she saw. Um, like a Taiwanese movie or something or a TV show, and saw someone who looked like her long lost um, sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then, um, and then she embarked on this journey mm-hmm. and found three other, you know, queer friends mm-hmm. in Taiwan. And uh, so they they went all over the island of Taiwan looking for. The sister, they bike I'm, along they around. Bite, right, yeah, they, they bite. bike around the circumference of Taiwan. Right. Yeah. Okay, and I, I won't ask you to tell the end you know, <laughs> how it ends, uh, whether they found a sister or not. Don't tell me. But I'm definitely going to go to see this movie. So, um, it shows a lot about Taiwan then. Yeah. And you got to travel around Taiwan and got to know probably travel more places in Taiwan than I have, who has been back in Taiwan for 30 years. I can almost be sure. There's still so much to discover about Taiwan. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Yeah, how was your trip around Taiwan making this movie? Um, Actually, before I made this movie, I also uh, had two... Uh, trips around Taiwan. Oh, in preparation for the movie. Uh, yeah, and then okay. also for the script. Oh, uh, wow! So I, uh, the first time I, uh, we drove around Taiwan, mm. and then the second time we bike around you Taiwan. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you have. Wow. Oh, now you may realize you know there's so much more to the making of the movie itself. So for you to really experience what it's like to bike around because the characters in your movie bikes around yeah. the time. That you have to bike around yourself too. Yes. <laughs> I have oh, to experience wow. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh-huh. And how was it? It's great. But yeah, uh, it's also very tough mm-hmm. for a girl like me. And I'm Who's not, not very <laughs> sportive. No. <laughs> uh, I did some training before I went on the biking trip. 
um, and uh, it turned out uh, it's very tough in the beginning, especially because mm. uh, I have to get used to I have to get used to the 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 the, the biking because mm-hmm. uh, we have to bike all day long, starting from maybe nine o'clock in the morning until you know five or six o'clock for uh-huh. like eight. Eight hours, in, uh, excluding lunch. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's very, very physically demanding. Yeah. Were you stopping a, a lot along the way? In the beginning, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, but I didn't oh, meant you... like for resting. Oh. I was thinking more like for the movie, for the sake of the movie, you uh-huh. would stop. I, I thought that maybe you were stopping a lot to, you know, like look around and see if you want to use the scene or you want to use the scenery, if you want to use that mountain in the background. I don't know. No, we no, didn't do that. You just keep biking the whole yeah. time. Like a real... Real thing. Real, yeah. Real <laughs> cycling trip. <laughs> wow. Okay. How many days did you do this? Two weeks. Yeah, around two weeks. I thought you were going to say two days. Two weeks. Yeah. 14 days. Yeah, because you have to uh, bike around the circumference yes. of Taiwan. Uh, it takes time <laughs> yes yes usually it takes about 10 days yeah yeah but uh yeah, I, I, I was yeah. slower <laughs> <laughs> well how many people were biking with you uh two other friends yeah okay. friends yeah they're not even like part of the crew no or, no or the yeah. cast no it was no. Oh, you just did it on your own yeah oh you didn't even bring your cameraman with you no oh, no with you your, no your producer with you. oh you like you really really wanted to experience it. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you know that when you decided to take on this job as a movie director, that there are gonna be tough parts to your life or to your career? Like for example, you have to bike fourteen days, even <laughs> though you don't like biking and you're not sporty. Oh, actually, I like biking. Oh, you do? <laughs> now I you do, do like I do like biking. Actually, even before I did the biking trip, I enjoy biking, but not like every single day. Right, right, and, and eight hours straight. <laughs> yeah. I see. This is so funny. Wow. But um, okay. And how how did you find the cast? Mm-hmm. Did you know these people? The female leading. Uh, actress, uh, I knew her uh, before I made this movie, and okay. all other three actors, uh, yeah, we we just found them after I started to you know prepare for this movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, um, are they all like from Taiwan or? Our lead uh, actress is from Hong Kong. Oh, really? It, it's because the story it's about a Hong Kong girl right. coming to Taiwan True. to you know to bike, and so uh, she's uh, from Hong Kong. And then the uh, the uh, the oh. main actor uh-huh, is uh-huh. from uh, Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And then the other two are from mainland China. Oh, is there a love story in this? Uh, not really. <laughs> not really. Oh, okay, yeah. just guessing. <laughs> All right. So, um, very interesting. And now this actress just only purposely came over to make the movie. Now she's back in Hong Kong. Is uh, she? She she's back to Hong Kong. Back yeah, Hong yeah, Kong. yeah, yeah. So, how long did it take you to make this movie? Uh, you mean from from when? Uh, well, I guess from filming. From oh, the the filming, the whole filming process. Um, uh, it took uh two two months. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. And it was all shot here in Taiwan. Yeah. Yes. 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 Now those fourteen days when you were biking was how was the weather? When, when was it done? When did you bike for those fourteen days? When? What uh, year? Uh, we bike in the summer. 
So it's really hot. Did you do that purposely because this movie is really shot during the summer? It happened in the summer. Uh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> did I do that in on purpose? We just we just kind of like clear out our our schedule. Oh, okay. Because it's actually not easy to you know clear everyone's yeah, schedule for two weeks. So that's the period that all three of us are we're, we're free. free. Well, I'm amazed at Doris Wong's story. How she was studying comparative literature and then decided to pursue what her love is, and that's film. Let's hear more about the making of that movie in Taiwan next week. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me/radiotaiwanintl. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me/radiotaiwanintl for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.